0: Open loops. Do do. Open loops. Open loops. Open, looops. Open, looops. Open loops. Open loops. <laughs> Open Loops, you must listen to the Open Loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. (laughs) Open Loops. Yes, today on Open Loops, he goes by a different name now. Om R Paw. Um, yes, he is. He is the man that uh, he leads Watchers Talk, which I've had the pleasure of being on. The pleasure of. Uh, participating in several conferences with and being an MC and and uh, teaching classes on hypnosis as part of your events. I mean, it's been awesome. Um, but Omar is he's I mean, he's one of the top notch researchers in this esoteric and spiritual realm. He is a voice of expanding consciousness. Really, one of the first people that. Uh, started using the phrase consciousness, and I was like, oh, that's kind of what we're doing here. Awesome. Uh, He is a mind-bender. Very early on, he came on to teach me about the secret history of the Illuminati. Uh, But tonight, we're going to talk about something that I've always been curious about, because I've heard him reference, talk about the simulation and the matrix and the stuff, and, and, and it turns out he puts it all together with the Saturn moon matrix which we're going to get into uh <laughs> apparently it's going to ruffle some feathers so get ready folks uh omar omar thanks so much for coming again on the show
1: thanks my brother thanks for having me and i uh, really appreciate it and look forward to our conversation here this op- this evening and uh and hopefully open some minds and uh change some perspectives and uh maybe Uh, Crystallize some perspectives as well, and uh, maybe agree to disagree on some parts, and agree and agree and disagree and disagree. You know how (laughs) it goes, and that's just the best way to have a conversation because you know it's it makes it uh, enlightening and challenging. Yes, uh, for the mind and the spirit. I was gonna say you said crystallize. I was thinking about the last time you were on the show.
0: Uh, You we were talking about what was it? Trinity consciousness. Is that what you
1: were... Uh... Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and and still am, and uh, we still are because, uh, you know, you mentioned the uh, matrix and, uh, you know, the way to uh, approach the matrix and to look at the matrix is by understanding the fact that you are, are a consciousness that is observing the spirit and the essence of this physicality. So one way you can do that is when you close your mind and you say, hello quietly in your mind you hear that Mm -hmm. you hear that and then when you speak it out loud you say hello you hear that as well you hear both of those because you're in a trinity and you're observing down here this physicality so you're actually in a plane of a matrix with which you're interacting with and you're being observed
0: wow Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? <laughs> already, already I'm, you're shifting paradigm for me here. This is this is awesome. Um I, I definitely think you you yourself have uh codified that and, and and put that together in a much more tangible way even than last time. Um, just right there, which which implies to me deeper understanding. Uh and also last time we talked, you were like, Greg, I'm sweating rainbows. Is that still a thing?
1: Yeah, you know, I discovered something about rainbows, Greg, and this is going to blow your mind as well. Because you see, up until recently, there were no rainbows. As recently as just a few thousand years ago, there were actually no rainbows and and there were no clouds and there was no rain either. And there was no oceans either. There were just a few seas and the water oozed from the ground. And at some given point, the mantle collapsed and the little water that did come out created the oceans. And when those oceans were created, it created the weather system, the clouds and the rains and the rainbows. Now, if we look beneath the mantle, there's more water beneath the mantle of the earth than there is on the surface of the earth by a thousand fold. So at some given time, the mantle was kind of just like resting there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's kind of just like resting there and something happened for that mantle to collapse in on itself. And when it collapsed in, some water escaped and a lot of it stayed uh, beneath the uh, beneath the earth. And I just don't willy nilly say that, Greg, that is actually written in the scriptures, written in the Bible. And, uh, and numerous other uh, sources have said the same thing and that uh, the weather system that we have today is relatively new by six, seven, eight, ten thousand years. that's it nothing more.
0: That's interesting. So wait a minute what is is, is <laughs> what, what, what are the implications of that then? I mean why should we is there something that we should return to here Is there something unnatural natural about the weather now? I mean what, what do you uh, what, what importance do you place on that?
1: Well we can't go back to what it was. Yeah, naturally because the, you can't trap the water unless you build you know another landmass on top of the water to trap that water or somehow suck it back underneath the mantle it's not even possible so that really yeah that's know, out of the fingers. question yeah and that points fingers into the fact that uh this world is terraformed and uh, possibly a uh, a projection an illusion with uh, which we're interacting with because when we look at it in the bible The Bible clearly is talking about uh, geoengineering and uh, is talking about terraforming and creating light and vegetation and animals and kind of what have you. So it's clearly telling you that that something is being built here, something is being created. So if you're an outside source, non-local consciousness that's looking in, you can go in and experience that particular experience, that particular, uh, you know, in this case, earth. Right. So the earth in itself is uh, terraformable and it has been because it's really is digital. You know, once you get past the physical aspect of reality, this physical is just what made of atoms and and atoms. There's so much space between the atoms, you know, it just, you know, we're not real. That's kind of what I'm trying to tell you is that we're a simulation, (laughs) right? Because we are a simulation, we can terraform this earth into anything that we want. and. You know, in this timeline and in this cycle, at some given particular time in antiquity, there were no oceans, and uh, and we can't go back to that now because of uh, you know laws of laws of nature, man, right? Uh, unless there's something cataclysmic that happens and 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 it covers up the oceans, but otherwise, it's here to stay. Like right? the wobble is here to stay, and uh, maybe in a, a very 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 future. The uh, Earth may come back to its original wobble, and uh, and 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 maybe, you know, something different will happen. Yeah. Who knows? But you know, it's like kind of like spinning a top, Greg. When you spin a top, like right, what does a top do? It's natural, natural need to is to spin upright, right? It just wants to spin upright, and it, that's what it wants to do. So when you tap it, it wobbles. Right, And the Earth is the same thing. If, you, if it's spinning, then it will be spinning on a natural axis of maybe one degrees, two degrees. But something happened to the Earth for it to cause it to go into a wobble that is in today. And at some particular time, as you know, our friend John Shaughnessy, he's discussed that Gobekli Tepe is a, a calendar which tells us when the earth was in the axis in which the uranus planet is in right now it was like literally like on its side hmm. and uh, and and that's really cool too and uh you know interesting information there so that really points to the fact as well that the earth is in a wild wobble and this is the position that we just happen to be currently the 23 and a half degree it's not like it's something that's you know static now it's not right because it's going to change it's going to go because it has been going like this and why has it been going like that? Is a question that needs uh needs to be asked and and answered as well well that's where
0: i'm trying to get an understanding here of uh, mm, I, I, and, and maybe you can you can break this down but it seems to me that there are fixed laws of physics and then on the other side of it, there's the crowd that goes, Yeah, but, but nothing's fixed. We're in a simulation. You can do whatever you want. You can bend the laws. And I'm going, okay, so then what what is it? And who over who decides the laws, do you think?
1: Well, I don't know who decides the laws, but I can tell you one thing, and that you know this is this plane is for a physical, right? It's for you to understand what it's like to be physical but you're not physical right you're not physical you're energy right so there's no laws of physics that apply to energy right energy can't be created it can't be destroyed it can only be manipulated and changed and kind of what have you like so whatever that's happening in this particular matrix is based on that particular set of laws right in order for this matrix to work like your car for instance it wouldn't work without a starter would it Right, or it wouldn't, uh, you know, do its job if you had, didn't have a radiator, right? Or if you didn't have a transmission. So, you know, if you look at it as mechanical, then the laws of physics kind of make sense in order for you to have this physical experience because you can't have it coming apart, right? You need to, you need a, you know, working piece of machinery, and is it a machinery, right? We don't know, right? Uh, is this whole universe a matrix? Right. And within the matrix, there's other matrices to, to a sense where, say, you want to experience what it's like being a human. So you come to Earth at some particular timeline or you can choose to be a Martian. And then there's a Martian uh, a matrix that you can interact with or there's a Palladian or an a siren and so on and so on. So the question really becomes is that is an individual planet a matrix or is the entire solar system? a matrix oh, and then no. side of the matrix, then you have multi-matrixes and then all those multi-matrixes, you know, and same thing to where you can, you know, connect with them and experience those as well. Just imagine Neo's cord in the back of your head, do you experience this universe or do you experience another or blah, 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 blah. Right then. And, and what aspect of it, kind of like total recall, right? Having that, that, um, that real experience that your mind thinks is real but beyond it you know outside of this physicality you know your your energy and your spirit and your your essence and that has no boundaries it can't be controlled right because it's divine right so it's like kind of telling god that he can only go 60 kilometers an hour right god can go as fast as he wants and because there's no laws that apply to it right and then we're the same thing Right, so once we get out of this barrier in our mind, that says, "Oh, we're trapped within this, you know, particular illusion." Which you are, you know, you are. But when you navigate this matrix, you have the ability to write the story as you go along. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, you have that ability within you. But is this Illuminati force that you were talking about earlier? You know, is the one that's responsible? for us not being able to do that. And that's kind of what my goal is, is to unravel all of that and expose the Illuminati and, and expose the, you know, like organizations like Bilderberg Group and World Economic Forums because they're all satanic, right? Every single one of them. And they are, you know, contributors uh, towards holding humanity back and and people like them have been and that's why we're in a position that we are today just imagine if you can just you know if you had the understanding that you can create your own reality within this matrix and have everything that you want and not hurt no one and not sell your soul you know you would have a beautiful experience and you have that ability to do that right it's just that you haven't been taught your ancestors weren't taught they know how to do it that's why they're wealthy, right? They know how to do it, but they want to keep that from us. Because if we were playing at the same level as them wealth-wise, then, you know, we would look at them as um, as equals, right? But they don't look at us equals. They look at us as subjects and slaves and useless eaters and such. And that's why we have documents like the human rights and the covenants on economic and political rights where it states that there are a number of fractions at play with an individual. So they look at you as a company, as a business, right? So you know, they look at you as a subject. They say, Oh, you took an oath. You're a citizen. You took, took an oath. So yeah. because you took a citizen, because you took an oath, now you're under servitude, right? Because you took an oath, now you invite punishment, because you said, I will do this and I will do this and I will do that. And if I break any of those rules, then I invite punishment onto myself and you can give me that punishment of whatever that it is. Sovereign being doesn't say that a sovereign being doesn't go into contracts, doesn't agree to things. Right. So when you become a citizen, you're essentially becoming under the servitude of someone. And the human rights clearly states that no one shall be held under servitude. But yet we have people running around saying that they're proud citizens. So what are they saying? They're proud slaves? Right. And that's why governments look at them and say, oh, look, they're useless eater, Let's feed them bugs because, you know, they're citizens. So it's a perception that uh, that we need to change, you know, not only within ourselves, but around ourselves as well.
0: Yeah, this is a very. Uh, I, oh, yeah, this is a this is a rocky topic. I mean, I, I'm just trying to imagine, uh, you know, I, I, hmm. it makes a lot of sense that. Even as we enter this holiday season, I'm noticing the patterns within myself that have been programmed to go, Oh, look at all these deals. Look at, it's Black Friday coming up. I'm going to buy things, I'm going to buy things, and then it's like that empty feeling after. And to me, that craving, that constant consumerist craving that they want you to experience, I mean, there's there's no spiritual payoff to that. There's none of it. Um... But at the other, on the other hand, I'm going, okay, so how do I say, Greg, it's time for me to leave my human meat skin, and also not, you know, end my life all of a sudden, because I I understand the cult perspective too, right? All these guys are like, oh, let's just kill ourselves, and then we'll be spirit, and then we'll be floating along, all this stuff. I mean, what what is the healthy balance? How do, how do you actually ascend without just you know uh do, do you know how to ascend practically for the people omar
1: greg ascension is a matrix word ascension is a program word ascension is a con word and <laughs> and the only okay. ascension the only ascension one can have is the ascension within themselves of awareness and understanding of who and what they are that is ascension as we were talking about you know, the laws of physics, the laws of physics states that you're born as such and you will die as such. And there's nothing in between. Maybe there's a rare person in between that can turn their body into light, turn into a rainbow and fly away like a dove. Maybe there's somebody one out of a billion, perhaps maybe one out of 10. Very, very rare. But the only ascension. See, the word ascension got hijacked by the New Age community. And and they've just taken something old and repackaged it as something new and offered it to the TikTok generation and they're essentially just running with it and they don't understand really what the word ascension means ascension is to ascend within there's no outside ascending there is no going into 5d and 6d there is none of that you know if you if you want to go into 5d you're going to have to play out your time here on this planet die and then reincarnate and come back as a 5d individual if you want to go as a 6d you can go as a 6d too But when you're here in the 3D, 4D, 5D reality that we're in, you know, that is where you're at. And we need to come to terms with that because this is part of the parasitical thinking of the left to where they've made us, you know, they've deluded us with this idea that we can ascend into different dimensions while we are here. It's not possible. The only dimensional ascension that's happening is within yourself. The dimensions of knowledge and awareness is changing within the person. Otherwise, it's a parasitical thought. Do you think that there still is this?
0: I mean, I, I keep hearing about the 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 timelines shift, the split, people breaking. One half is going to go here. One half is going to do. You, do you buy any of that, or is that also B.S.?
1: Well, it's already happening, Greg. When you look at it, look at the mass murder that just happened across the world. You know, millions of people are dying. And like I said, you have to die to ascend. And once you die, then you vibrate into a different reality. So those people that are dying by the millions are actually reincarnating into a different dimension, and that's the dimension that they are engaging with. That's the one that they're interacting with because that's the choice that they make, right? When you made the choice, that's the choice you made that you want to interact with this particular timeline. So you have to terminate this one and then re come back to that other one. We've chosen not to do so, so we're still here, but millions and millions are leaving and really they're leaving by the droves. If you do your research and, and, and you look around and listen to alternative news, because that's where really the new, real shit is coming from and the numbers that they're reporting is are astronomical, just astronomical amounts of people are living. So yeah, timelines, they are changing Right. But, you know, like I said, you know, you have to terminate one in order to start another. Oh, boy. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Because when
1: you when you look at, you know, Greg, when you when you look at this dimension, right? And this is a 3D dimensional world, right? There, there There's 3D things here. Now, when you take time and you add time into this 3D, then this 3D becomes a fourth dimension. And then when you add spirit and essence into it, that's being observed by consciousness, then it becomes the fifth dimension. So you're already vibrating in the fifth dimension. So there's no need for people to think that they're in 3D. And they're, you know, if they're in 3D, then they don't understand the time dimension. They don't understand the conscious dimension of any of that, because consciousness in itself is a dimension. Right is a dimension that experiences. Maybe other dimensions experience too, but you know, consciousness in itself is an expression.
0: Yeah. This is what I love about you, Omar. You you're you, you kind of speak like a hippie, but you're not annoying about it. Um <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> some of these people are just so much. And it's so <laughs> ego driven. Um You know, I I don't even, uh, I I feel like a couple years ago, there was all these manifestation coaches. And I I don't even, I mean, I'm sure manifestation is still popular, but uh, is it a little, it doesn't really feel ground. Something about it has always felt vibrationally off to me. And yet you were talking about, you know, what is the difference? What's the difference between sitting around and being like, I'm going to manifest my dream life. And actually uh, you know having some kind
1: of meaningful experience it takes a number of things Greg one is that you have to get rid of that coach right because that coach is poisonous and uh, and you have to get rid of it because that coach is interjecting its thoughts into your mind for you to agree to what he's saying in order for you to create your reality so fundamentally at the root you're not really experiencing your own thoughts you're experiencing yes. someone else's thoughts and then thus your dreams don't become true because they're not coming from your heart they're not coming from your spirit and they're not coming from your essence they're coming from someone else to which you're agreeing with and why you're agreeing with it is because you're egotistical your ego is saying yes 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 i want that you're salivating at the idea that you want that but then you're lying to yourself and are tricking yourself into making yourself believe that is spiritual so when you live that type of false type of life, then of course your manifestations aren't going to come true. But manifestation is very very real. You have to sit around and make manifestations, but you just can't just sit there and blow it out your ass and say, "Oh, I've manifested a Ferrari," and and just sit on your ass eating chips and playing, you know, a PlayStation and making TikTok videos. You actually have to go out and you have to do something in order for that to come true because. The universe will give you what you want because you're essentially asking yourself to give yourself that. So just sitting at home, those opportunities are not going to come your way. So you have to leave your home. You have to go out and work. You have to try to attain it for yourself. And as you're doing it, opportunities will present themselves for you to have that Ferrari or to have that house or blah, 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 because that opportunity will be presented to you. Somebody's not going to come to your door and knock on it and say, hey, Greg, here's a trip to Mexico for a year, you know, all paid for and good luck. See you in a year. Make us a documentary. It's not going to happen. If you want that, you have to go out there and somewhere on your path, you'll come across someone who will offer you that. Then you'll be like, holy shit, I thought about that. I asked for that a month ago, six months ago, last year, five years ago. And wow, it's happening. That's how manifestations work. The way the new age manifestation works, is a setup for failure. And not only that, but it creates bad karma for yourself because you're lying to yourself. The more you lie to yourself, the deeper in the hole you fall.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that is fascinating. And what's fascinating is in the same way that the ego can play tricks on you, uh, when, you when you have, say, like, if you have anxiety, you know, you can go learn some mindfulness technique about identifying if you're anxious about something or not and then you can start looping in your head I know I do this about you start thinking about the technique and then you start like the the ego is a very tricky thing it is I, I get why people compare it to Lilith some people say it is Satan I mean people have gone that far but I can kind of see how this happens in the new age and in the spiritual field it's like it's just a little left of what might be the truth, or at least it looks like it. It can look like it, but it isn't actually the thing. It, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I I see why people, I mean, Omar, I, I don't know if you have any guidance except, you know, like, yo, watch out because you could instantly be pulled into some false paradigm. But it seems a little hard when it's just not clear what is what is pure and what has been tainted by an agenda, um, they, they look very, it can be very elusive. Do you have, have you, do you have any wisdom about how to sort through what might be satanic versus what's not?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, just uh, every time these guys tell you something, just think the opposite. You know, whatever they tell you, just think the opposite. If they tell you they're doing good, they're doing bad. If they're doing bad, then obviously they're doing good. You know, it's just the just the opposite. And another thing, you know, I have to say, you know, maybe I don't, I don't want to offend anybody out there, but the truth is the truth. You know, you mentioned the word uh, anxiety. And uh, anxiety is, is just something that's relatively new. And, uh, you know, and if you suffer from anxiety, then, you know, in my mind, you're a pussy because you can't deal with <laughs> You can't deal with reality you can't deal with the fundamentals of what the world is throwing at you you know you look back at generation x like my generation for instance you know or my parents generation or even people that are born like in the 90s right uh, you know even when you look at them you know they don't they, they don't have that anxiety they never freaked out you know they just took life as it gave them and they ran with it and back in those days you know people didn't wear glasses you know, I mean, like mind glasses to wear, you know, whatever that was being fed to them, they just took it as it was. You know, it used to be as that way. But, you know, as it really, it broke open for everyone with Generation X, with my generation, because we began questioning and our parents kind of like really seeded that idea and that thought in our head after like the Vietnam Wars and all the protests. And at that time, you know, the illusion, people were buying the illusion that was being sold to us. And since that time, up until now, we're just being questioning, questioning, questioning. So for us, you know, when we look around, we understand in our mind. But again, it comes back to the programming that you mentioned earlier, uh, the Christmas programming. You know, it all comes down to that, Greg. It all comes down to that. It's all in the programming. They got like trigger words out there. You know, when when they make that trigger word, all of a sudden, everybody freaks out. You know and 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 everyone's in the hysteria and that's the and that's what they go with and that is the illusion right and that really is the illusion so people know that the media lies but yet they're and their programming you know believes everything that they tell them you know and people and people know that the government is bad for them they know that the government is very very bad for you but yet they cold-heartedly follow the government uh, no matter what, uh, you know, we can use an example, for instance, let's use uh, March 19th, uh, 2020 as an example, uh, right down to a date. You know, March 19th, 2020, everything was normal. Everyone was hating on the government. When you ask somebody about a politician, they'd say, I hate that motherfucker. I can't. I don't trust them as far as I can throw I hate the government. They have too much control, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's what you would have heard on the street. Then came March the 20th. That's when the scandemic was uh, called. And then on that day, when the government's called for people to be locked down, guess what people did? They didn't need to accu-west. Accu-west means unwillingly locking down. People just willingly ran off into their little caves and just hid in there. You know, and, and that's what I mean by programming. The day before, they were saying they don't trust the government. But today, the government's telling them to do something, and they're running off doing it without any question. And look at the consequences that came from that. Right, so the illusion that is the illusion, you know, is is the programming that's within us, and we have to understand when that trigger is happening within the self, and when that trigger is happening societally as well, and and just raise the alarm bells and and try to reach as many people as you can, but of course the masses aren't going to come, yeah, right. Very few people are going to listen. That's because they've chosen their timeline. That's uh, you know it really comes down to that. Like when you think of the Mayan timeline. Uh, and the little glyph that they left on one side is all destruction. The other side has plants growing, and it's all happy, happy. You know, and they've chosen their destructive path because they've chosen chosen to take the pathogen, and and they've made that spiritual choice that hey, I trust these people. I'm gonna take it. So I'm I'm part of their army now, and and that's kind of you know how it is. You know, Greg is you can't beat around the bush anymore. We just have to call it out for. <laughs> it you out heard for her, folks.
0: Way. I have anxiety so Trump is going to grab me by the No, no look. I this I'm, not, is... I'm
1: not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're <laughs> gotcha. a pussy Greg. I'm saying that you know, No, I know. I like, know what you mean. <laughs> there are people out there who you know, who have anxiety uh, to the point where it's uncontrollable. Uh, you know they see stairs and they freak out they see an elevator they freak out they'll see a spider they'll freak right out oh of they course they need a brown paper bag and they're just freaking right out every once in a while when it happens to you you know when you become overwhelmed that's just natural right but but when it's like uh you know lgbtq style right is what I call it then then no man it's it's not uh you know it's it's not it's fake. Right, it's it's fake, it's manufactured as well. Because if if you're spiritually strong within the self, and if you're strong within the self in your mind, then there's nothing, absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing that can overtake you because your confidence just simply will not allow it. That's not ego, that's confidence. There's difference between the two. Mm. Ego, you know, ego is you know good to a degree, right? It, it might protect you, it might save you, but. That's it. You know, it's still parasitical, but it's the confidence within the self that's the ultimate, ultimate energy that one wants to be vibrating on here in this uh, in this realm anyways, because without confidence, you have nothing.
0: Yeah. Well, everybody in the chat right now is writing Greg equals and then a pussy cat emoji. Okay. Go ahead. Oh. No, no, that's not. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. Um, okay. So look, <laughs> no, no, Omar. Look, I, God, this... I don't want to
1: offend nobody. I you know, I'm just calling it out for. You
0: know, how, how <laughs> no, I I, 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 I'm with you mind. in the, the weakening of the spirit. The weakening fear is such a weak force and we're so again, programmed, works, indoctrinated. You know.
1: It's... But it worked so well, though, Greg. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? You why? You know why it worked so well? It all comes down to the Saturn Moon Matrix, my friend. Yes, I was going to bring back, it back. back. Okay, so I think we've gone <laughs> to, like,
0: the consequences of where the world is and what's going on. But why is it Saturn? Why is it connected? Why is because to me I'm thinking I mean are we talking literally about that planet with the rings around it? Like you mean that literal? If it is yes, a planet. Yes,
1: yes. Yes. Okay. That literal is the the planet with rings on it. I've seen it myself with my own eyes. But when as I as I mentioned from the get-go of this uh, of this show that uh, we need to create a playing field. In, in order for us to understand what the Saturn moon matrix is, right? We need to create an environment for our mind to understand what we are, right? And what we're actually interacting with and what it actually is. Now as I mentioned, you know, if we did the experiment with a hello, you, know, you quietly say hello in your mind, you hear that. Who's hearing that? When you say hello out loud, you're hearing that. Who is hearing that? that's the consciousness that's hearing it because it is the observer. It's observing both the mind and the body. So now that mind and the body is interacting with an energy. So now we've created a matrix right now, as we were saying, is this universe, the matrix, or is this the earth, the matrix, or is this solar system, the matrix, or is it that every star is a matrix because of the energy output that it has now Saturn may appear to be a planet in this holographic universe, but we are interacting with an information field because that is what a matrix is. A matrix is an information field. So when we look at Saturn on the information field, it is a field of information. It is a matrix, which is projecting a particular reality, right? So that's where it comes down to is, Is the sun a matrix? Is the solar system the matrix? Is the earth the matrix? What is the matrix? I would suggest and hypothesize that Saturn is the matrix and Saturn is projecting this reality of this earth, this physical earth, upon us for us to experience and interact with. But unfortunately, it's a trap, right? It's 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 a trap because it's there to... Is there to steal your energy? Is there to steal your luge? The entities that come through it are the ones that are engaging in this uh, environment that we're dealing with right now, with the satanic environment, because Saturn is the planet of death. Saturn is the planet number eight, right? Number eight, when you turn it sideways, what do you get? You get the infinity sign. Now, to go even a little bit further, You know, it mentions, you know, Jesus mentioned this himself, that Earth is Satan's planet, that he is the god of this planet. Now, Jesus said that, that Satan is the god of this planet. Now, Satan, or or, sorry, Jesus, worships another god, right? So now, how can there be two gods? Yeah, that's a great question. How can there be two gods? Because Jesus says that Satan is the god of this world. So did this matrix reality begin at around that time of maybe say Roman Empire, like around that time when this type of activity Babylonian time, when you know this uh, you know cabal activity that we're seeing around the world today kind of originates from. Right. So the matrix, when you engage with it, right, in Satan's world, when you engage with it, you're you're losing your energy. You're losing your luche. That's why it's a challenge to the self when you migrate into this reality, into Satan's planet. Right, You challenging yourself that you cannot be overcome, that you're light wherever you go, you will illuminate the darkness and you will be the light in that room. And some people accomplish that, and some people don't, and end up in a cycle of reincarnation, and just continue to come back over and over again. Why is our lifespan 80 years? How did it go from 80 to 80 years from a thousand years, in just a matter of a couple hundred years? How did how did that happen? Right? Uh, you know, was there a pre- previous matrix that was here, like the Tartarian matrix, for instance? Uh, you know, or the Atlantean matrix and so on and so on. And and I would suggest is that Saturn is the one that is projecting that field. You know what I'm saying? And we're interacting with it because Saturn puts out more energy, two and a half times more energy than it takes in. How? Oh, interesting. How is that? Right? Like how how is that even possible? That its output is two and a half times more than what it actually receives from the solar sun. Now, now the rumor goes, Greg, is that back in the day, not that long ago, that Saturn was the actual star in the sky. And our star may have been there, right? But it'd been a binary star system, but it's not really mentioned, right? Saturn was the star, that's why it's called the dark star, the dark sun, the black sun. Right. Uh, the Lord of the Rings is uh, is Saturn. Right. So back in the days, Saturn was the sun and it was up close to us, too. We could see it. It was so close to us. We could see it. And something happened. Right? Something happened in our solar system that rearranged all the planets. How is that even possible? How, how do you move planets around, Greg? Right. <laughs> Emmanuel, right. Emmanuel Vlaski talks about it you know uranus and venus switching spots and you know is you know how, how does that happen you know how is this pool table going on 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 our planet so again that gives us an idea that perhaps we are interacting with something that's artificial and has a reset point to where you know a particular game is played out and then a new one loads up and then a particular game and a new one and so on and so on and this time around Satan owns the planet And if you got God, the Jesus Trinity telling you that there are two gods besides himself, like there's him, the God, the Holy Son, the Ghost, and the Spirit kind of deal, right? So he's God, and then you have another one that is, uh, that's Satan, that's God. But we're under the impression that Satan is a fallen angel, right? God's favorite angel. So, you know, it's contradicting itself. So. You know, what is he, Jesus? Is he an archangel or is he uh, a god? But Jesus says he's God, so we have to take his word for it, right? And, uh, you know, so this could be hell, right? You essentially, you know, could <laughs> be in hell for, because it's Satan's planet. So if it's Satan's planet, that must mean that this is hell, right? It must mean that. If, oh if Satan owns his, gosh. If Satan wow. owns his place, then it means that this is hell. And whatever you did in your last life, like you have to pay the sentence here, right? And because life has been deduced down to 80 years, then, you know, whatever time that you have to do in hell, right, consider it like a prison for consciousness, right, rehabilitation kind of thing, right? So if you're being sentenced to, say, 50 lifetimes of hell on earth, then then you have to come here and reincarnate 50 times and then, and then go through that. And then maybe after the 50th time you get parole and you get released, you learned your lesson and you'll never come back to this matrix ever again. You know, who knows? But, uh, you know, all evidence kind of points to that direction. because on this world, when you sell your soul to the devil, right, like a lot of, uh, you know, Hollywood stars and musicians and artists and kind of what have you they've done, you know, they say, when you sell your soul to the devil, you get everything you want. Right. So there's the God of this world that is providing for you, right? Giving you what you want, but as long as your allegiance is with Him to carry out its dirty work. But now, if you ask your God, right, of this world, right, He doesn't give you anything and He tells you, no, you have to have your hardship and suffering. And then after the hardship and suffering, you can have peace. But for the time being, no, I'm not helping you. You're there. You're a bad boy. And That's the guy that's in charge. And and that's it. Right. Tough love kind of thing. So that's kind of how I'm interpreting this whole uh, Saturn moon matrix. But hell doesn't have to be bad. Great. You know, know, it is bad. Take a look around. You know, six, seven thousand children killed in, in, in Palestine just recently. And, you know, there's wars going on all around the planet. There's hunger. You know, there's drug addiction and disease. You know, people are dropping dead from this bioweapon, You know, just all kinds of shit is going on, right? So, if we trap ourselves into that type of mentality, then we're entrapping ourselves into uh, into the energy of the world, right? Into the energy of this planet of low energy, low vibratory, uh, to where you start becoming depressed, right? Depression is not real. Depression is self caused, and depression is a state of mind. But if you're you know outside of that cube and you're thinking that hey i don't want to be a part of that i'm just going to observe that and and really not um you know give it any energy or any feeling then then you know you'll you'll be okay you know and and you'll have a decent experience and and off you go and maybe you'll come back again maybe you won't it uh it really it's about that it's just about being nice now wow wow
0: this is so much to take in here uh it makes me wonder about i mean a lot of questions off the bat are other people you know are you the first person to have stumbled on this omar are there are other traditions in the world that point to this
1: saturn theory they all do greg they all do look at the abrahamic religions for instance now we didn't, okay, I'll give you a little backset to this. When we look at the, uh, the northern hemisphere of Saturn, we see a huge storm in which you can fit thousands of Earths. It's huge. And it's in the shape of a hexagon that's orbiting or going counterclockwise against the planet. And then what is a hexagon, Greg? A hexagon is a flattened out cube. That's what a hexagon is. So now when we come here to the earth we look at the abrahamic monolithic religions like muslims right their holy site is mecca and what's really important to them at mecca the black cube kaaba now when you look at the jews what's what are they doing they're wearing the teflon which yes. is again a black cube on their third eye when you look at christianity What are they worshiping? They're worshiping the cross, which is a geometrical cube. So all three religions are in worship to the cube. And that cube is linked to Saturn because they're sun worshiping, because back in those days, that was the sun. And that's whom they're in worship with. Now, interestingly enough, when you look at the South Pole of Saturn, there's another massive storm that's happening in which again, you can fit thousands of Earths. And again, it's going counterclockwise, and it's in the shape of an eye and that looks like the eye of providence, the all-seeing eye. Now, we didn't know this about Saturn until like 1977, 1978. So how did all of these people have this information prior to, right? Because we got this information from Cassini flying by. And, uh, and that's how we got our information about Saturn, and that's when we discovered that there's these huge storms that are geometrical in shape, and, and that's what's happening. But it turns out that our ancestors already knew this information. How did they know this? Why is it that all three religions are in worship to the cube? So does that mean that they're worshiping Satan? Because Saturn is the planet of death. Saturnism is Satanism.
0: Oh man! See now, this is where I'm with you in a lot of ways, man. I mean, look as a as the uh, you know oft skeptic uh, attitude that I come with sometimes gets challenged. Um, I, I I've been thinking about that cube thing. I mean, the black cube
1: is so
0: specific
1: for all, all of those religions. That's right, and it's all over the planet as well, the black cubes. they got black cubes everywhere. There's a black cube in Netherlands, in Germany, in Denmark, in Sweden, in New York. Geez, there's one at the yeah. Apple Building, right around the corner from you. Uh, the Astor's Cube, I believe. is Yes, yes, thing. Astor, it's, it's a right top. there. Yeah.
0: What would yeah. that, it doesn't, you know, it's not just, we don't just arbitrarily make these cubes. It has to footprint. come from something.
1: Look at the footprint of the World Trade Center. That is a black cube.
0: <laughs> oh man!
1: Look at the artwork in uh, in the subway, going underneath. It's all occultic. It's all dedicated to Satan. The whole thing, and and even the, like as I mentioned, the footprint of of the towers, the two towers. It's it's a cube.
0: So let's let's see what is let's let's play Saturn's advocate here for a second on this, um, and say okay well I, I I'm trying to even think what the excuse would be. oh, well, you know, people just had symbols of things back like it doesn't even make sense that the same symbols would show up over and over. I, I'm not even sure how the skeptics could explain this esoteric symbolism away.
1: Well, and the symbols no they they only mean something when there's thought and energy produced into them, and mm. that's the only time a symbol would really mean anything. I had this discussion with my brother just a few days ago and he said, well, what about the guy that's, you know, just, uh, you know, has a you know cleaning company and, and he has a swoosh, right. You know, for, for his logo, does that mean he's satanic? And I was like, no, you know, he can have that swoosh because he doesn't understand what that swoosh is. There's no ceremony gone into that swoosh. There's no thought and process gone into that swoosh. There's no energy produced into that swoosh for it to, have an imprint to interact with other energy forms out there because it's just there. It's just simply there. But when you look at the big corporations, right, the big corporations that are controlled by the Illuminati and are controlled by the Masonic order and things like that. Now we have energy going into their symbolism and the logos and such that they produce because they're just not willy nilly just sitting there, you know, just drawing up things and going oh well this can be our logo no there's there's a lot of thought process that's gone into that and they've hired you know like 96 degree masons to come in and and draw those types of things out uh you know so there there's a lot of a lot of a lot of energy is is what goes into it and that's what counts is the the energy that's going to interact with you like the nike symbol for instance right we got the nike symbol that goes like that Now, now that nike symbol is a representation of a crescent, and the crescent is a representation of Saturn. Because back in the day, like I was mentioning, something had happened, and there was a mass ejection of material that came out of Saturn. And as the Earth was changing from season to season, yeah. uh, the, the reflection of Saturn would change as well. There was a dark hue in front of Saturn, and the side of it would, would appear as a crescent. So as seasons changed, those crescents would move. Now I hypothesize whatever that came out of the planet uh, helped form part of the rings, and now those rings is what that swoosh is because it's ringing around Saturn, right? That swoosh is ringing around Saturn, and it's really an offshoot of again the crescent, which has really evolved into a number of other things like uh, you know the horned, the horned god, and uh, and the two towers, and and so on and so on, and the wings you know, of uh, anything that has a crescent type of form to it, uh, we see it in all the uh, all the logos of the world. Uh, I look at the UN logo. Uh, you know, you see those wheat handles that come across like that? Yeah. You ever wonder why they look like the devil's horns?
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
1: You ever wonder why they look like the devil's horns? They, they happen to look like devil's horns. So why? You know, what's the significance of that? Because this world is in worship to the devil. Yeah. Right.
0: Let me ask you something. Where does the pine come fit into this?
1: The 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 pineal gland.
0: Yeah, who's is that? The same team as the Saturn people, or is that a different
1: team? Well, the, the they want to suppress the pineal gland because you're easily able to be controlled if it's not working, right? So if it's not working and you're not, you know, aware of your surroundings and you're blind to the fact and are almost like zombie-like the way, you know, society is today then you're easily controlled that's why there's such an attack on on the pineal gland to classify it right because once it's classified it's really it's not going to work anymore and and you're going to be into that zombie state type of mind but good thing that there's you know herbs and and such on this planet that you can consume to declassify all of that and stop drinking uh water out of plastic bottles and uh you know when you drink it out of your tap, boil it and drink it, kill the fluoride in it and drink it. Because the water that you're getting from in the water bottle, <clears throat> do you really think that's good for you? <laughs> right? You got a multi billion dollar corporation, you know, that's in cahoots with the pharma mafia, you know, do they really want to quench your thirst or do they want to make a customer for their buddy over there? Right. right. So you know, stop consuming. <laughs> stop consuming. That's that's the whole thing. It's just Stop consuming. Consume as as least as you possibly need to, right? Just as least as you possibly have to, because their tone will change when our dollars dry up.
0: Hmm. Is that, do you see that coming with the rise of uh, all these new AI tools? Well, I mean, I think people or businesses no are using them.
1: You're using it no for think, profit. Yeah. I think we're fucked. Really? <laughs> I really great. It's hell. Know. It's hell. Yeah. To be, to be honest, you know, I think we're screwed. Um, you know, in the next couple of years, probably, you know, every single one of us oh, man. will have digital ID. Every one of us will be carrying a digital wallet. Every single one of us will be acquiescing to their, uh, to their system because society in, in, you know, at large doesn't have the balls to stand up, you know, it just doesn't have the spine, you know, to say no, because... They just don't have the spine. You know, the people that they elect are cowards and are sellouts and they make deals with, uh, you know, with imps and the people suffer from that and people will just suffer and they don't stand up and say, no, I refuse to do that. They just simply run with it, right? Like, for instance, self-checkout, right? Self-checkout, for instance, you know, just as a very minor example you know, self-checkout. Oh, it's about convenience. I don't want to deal with people. I, d- I just want to just get my things and just go. OK, well, you know, that self-checkout took someone's job and, and you're you're using it and you're saying it's OK to have that and tomorrow it will be your job. And then you'll be that useless eater that that cash register person was now is. Right. Because now that person's become a useless eater. It can't do anything. That's all it knows how to do is operate the cash register. It doesn't have a job anymore because there's no more cash registers and there's nowhere they can go and work. So now they have to live off the state. Maybe a few won't, maybe the rest of them will. Right mm-hmm. now, tomorrow, it's your job. Right. Oh, let's go cashless. Today is Starbucks. Oh, I love Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what if tomorrow is something else? Right. Day after that is something else. And soon that's what is going to be. and And that is what is is happening because people just don't have that. All it takes is to reach in your pocket and pull out a 20 and pay for your coffee in cash. And if they say, oh, sorry, we accept digital only, we'll say, oh, well, fuck you, the guy across the street accepts cash, and you go across the street and you get your coffee from that guy instead of pulling out your card and tapping it, right? It's, it's because of our own actions that these things are happening and we're not standing up for ourselves Our community for our families and like i said we're just simple zombies under this spell this this saturnic spell that we're under and and we just continue to acquiesce, right where does the moon
0: where does the moon fit into this
1: well great that's kind of where the uh you know the whole no water thing the no oceans and and uh rainbows kind of comes in right because if we look back around six or seven thousand years ago The Earth didn't have a moon. There was no moon in the sky. There's no stories of the moon. In fact, our ancestors told us that there was no moon. Uh, You can look at the Acadians, the ancestors of the Greeks. They said that there was no moon. You go to the Indians in Colombia, they tell you that there was no moon. You go to the Indians up here in North America, they tell you that there was no moon. The moon just suddenly showed up. The moon just willy-nilly just came out of nowhere, and it just positioned itself to where it is today, and it's just been there ever since. And that's what I hypothesize that... That is part of a much bigger machine where it's connected to Saturn and its artificial moons because there's a frequency that's coming off of Saturn. And when you listen to that frequency and match it with the rest of the planets across the solar system, its frequency is very unique. It stands out and it sounds kind of like a haunted house. You ever go into a haunted house on Halloween? They're playing that music. <laughs> <systematically> <laughs> oh, yeah. just pitching that up a little bit and getting it into a, uh, into a sound wave. And that's kind of the, the sound that's coming off of Saturn. And, uh, and there's a number of artificial moons that are around Saturn as well. Like, uh, you know, like for instance, Mimas or, uh, you know, Iapetus or uh Hyporion or Pan or Atlas, uh, you know, there's a whole host of them. Those are just a few moons off the top of my head. But you know, when you look at the Iapetus moon and, the Mimis moon, they are identical. They're twins. They look like the uh, the the Death Star from Star Wars. And that's very interesting as well. How did George Lucas know about the Death Star before Cassini had the chance to send the information back? Because Star Wars came out two years before we went to Saturn. And here he has a mimic, you know, an identical copy of Iapetus and Mimis. Now, Mimis is like 400 miles and Iapetus is 1400 miles but when you look at it they both look identical so they're twins now what's the sh- what's the odds of having twins moons in one system but not only that but then you look at Iap or you look at uh, Pan and Atlas both of those are artificial as hell too like they are totally are, bulged in the middle like this and they got a rim around them and uh <laughs> two of them look identical kind of reminds me of a sound machine you know the ones that ride controls acoustic machines that they use to make you puke and shit yourself kind of deal. Yes, that kind of yes. reminds me of that. So where does the moon fall in? I think what's happening is that they're picking up the vibration, the frequency that's coming off of the moon, collecting it with these artificial moons, and then transmitting it to our moon. And our moon is hollow. There's something inside that's, that's you know transmitting this particular frequency. And hence, that's why it's tidal locked to us, so that it can always have us in that frequency. And, uh, and that's what that frequency is causing us, to behave in in such a manner that we are today. Now, interestingly, there was a uh, experiment done. I saw this video of uh, these scientists, and uh, they had these couple of mice in a maze, and they put some cheese out in this maze, and they let the mice go. and The mice were going around; they were doing their business, and they would find food. They'd eat it. They were happy and they were content, yeah. and they would get along, and they were friends. and You know, they they did what they had to. But then, you know, after a few tries of that, and they began emitting these mice with a particular frequency. They wouldn't say which frequency it was, Good, for, thank God, but, you know, they wouldn't tell you what frequency, but they began emitting these mice with a particular frequency, and these mice lost their minds. And just right out the gate, as they came out, they had no idea where to go to go get their cheese. They had no idea where how the maze worked, and they were very confused, running back and forth. Some began climbing over it. They began attacking each other they began fighting each other, and, and oddly and interestingly enough, as soon as the second they lifted the frequency off of the mice, they went to being being docile and impotent. Go figure. Huh. So it was the frequency that caused those mice to go become violent and not get along with one another when before they were getting along with one another. Now, what if the moon is working in the same manner? Now, what if that frequency that's coming off of off of Saturn is being manipulated somehow and being transmitted to us. And then our moon is picking it up and transmitting that to us because it's in tidal lock. It gets the entire earth, right? You're constantly under that barrage of that sound vibration, that frequency, and enhanced makes us do what we're doing. Because when you look at the stories coming from antiquity, we were peaceful. So that would suggest that the matrix was a little different or this was installed in order for us to be in the state that we are in today. Where does the pineal gland stand in there, right? The pineal gland stands in there is so that you can decode this information, right? So you can decode your reality. You can, you know, decode everything that is happening. So if that's classified, then you're really decoding whatever they want you to decode. And thus we're trapped into this uh, into this, uh, uh, violent, very, very violent planet.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, when you, he, it it seems that whenever humans are, seem, or or not humans, whenever there seems to be some kind of controlled operation that involves concentrating an extreme amount of energy in one place, (laughs) we're taking this energy and we're just putting it here and harvesting it and projecting it and... It seems like there's always something bad attached to that i don't know when it's when it's when it's a pleasant thing
1: well we got hijacked and we're a food right uh, and we're, we're food to these things uh they're 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 called the archons right they're spoken about in the old testament and uh, you know in in the quran they're like the jinn and these are you know interdimensional um you know beings demonic beings essentially that vibrate at a distortion that's not where we're not able to decode their presence, right? Because we can only see, what is it, like 0.00000005% of what's actually in front of us. So we're not able to really see and hear everything. So this entity, it vibrates beyond that. It can see us, but we can't see it. So what it does is that it feeds off of your dense energy. It feeds off of your anger. It feeds off of your sadness. And it creates those environments for you to interact with so that you're constantly in that state, perpetual state of fear and loss, fear and loss, because that's the energy that this thing needs in order for it to survive. So your food for it, right, it's rearing you like we rear chickens and and that's his only goal with you is to feed off of your energy off of your louche now you ever see somebody who's like 30 years old and look like they're 60 you yeah. know and and you know it's because they've lost their louche and, you know there's a predator parasite attached to them and they and, and it's sucking the life out of them you know it's sucking the louche right out of their body and you ever see somebody who's like 70 and they look like they're 40 Right? that person hasn't allowed that to happen to them because they're vibrating at a such a, a, a love environment, that love distortion, that this parasite is not able to attach itself to you. I would suggest that everyone has this parasite, a few of them, attached to them, and you've probably seen them at some particular point or another because they're very dark. Now, if you shut your lights off in your room, And just lay there and stare into the darkness. I guarantee you, you will see a few of these dark things roaming around. And you'll be able to pick them out from the darkness because they are that dark. And you just have to simply just like lay there and just look around your room. And after a few minutes, you'll see them start buzzing around. Wow. No bullshit. No bullshit. They're attached to us. And the only way to detach them is to be in love. Just be in love accept everything be in love don't give a shit take life as it is you know it is what it is because you know when when you when you formulate yourself in that manner then what you're doing is you're taking life on one day at a time like one day at a time and you're not you may have long-term plans in your mind but really you're taking it one day at a time and this parasite can't attach itself to that It, it it needs something that's deep rooted it needs for, it needs to attack your aspirations. You know, it needs to attack your dreams. It needs to destroy that in order for it to have some sustenance. It's a horrible thing. You know, it really is. You know, and you would find that on Satan's planet. Really, you you really would. You know, when you think about it, you would have all of these imps and demons and shit that are running around. You know, maybe we can't see them, but definitely they're there. Right. But we can see them. Look at Satan. Ayu in uh, in Israel. Right, uh responsible for killing like seven, eight thousand babies so far. Right? Uh, you know, and look at uh Biden, you know, good old Brandon, right? Same thing. Trudeau, you know, Castro up here, right? <laughs> right in, in the UK, you know, these are all demons, you know, all of them. They're all demons and uh they're operating on their behalf.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, uh, that is that is intriguing. Very controversial views here. Um, uh, oh man! Right, They're
1: I... only controversial to a programmed and uninformed mind. Right? With all these <laughs> the insults today, contra- sir. Yeah. No, nah, it down. is only controversial to those people, and it is only controversial to someone who is only willing to listen to only their thoughts and what they say is right. the truth and the final truth. It's only controversial to those closed minded people, right? And and we can we can say that they're closed minded, so they must be anti Semite. You know, they you know, that's what I say. If they're closed minded then they're anti Semite.
0: Hmm, wait a second, wait a
1: second. <laughs> we're going to we we're gonna roll with that logic because, uh, you know, we're in those times, Greg. <laughs> we are... <laughs> because knowledge is a Semite, you know, a Semite. So, uh, you know, if you go against that, and you're anti-Semitic, you know, we're going <laughs> to explain it that way. And
0: <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> wait, I, I, I want to figure out something here. This waking up process that you or not waking up but this love that you describe do you think it's necessary that everybody knows about this saturn moon matrix to wake up or could we all start loving each other and then it just goes away
1: i think we should keep it a secret and thin out the herd
0: (laughs) my gosh (laughs) <laughs> you're married now i thought you were happier
1: <laughs> i'm just kidding of course everyone should know every everyone should know the thin is hurting itself out and uh everyone should understand and know you know what they're dealing with but you know fact of the matter is greg is that you know a person that's waking up or is in the transition uh they're just simply not going to understand the complexity that is behind the uh, Saturn Moon Matrix, right? Because everyone is in the state of mind that I pinch, therefore I am. And, you know, they can't get out of that simple reality because they think that they're real, right? And that's what the problem is. You know, as long as you think that you're real, you're just simply not going to understand the Saturn Moon Matrix. Once you understand and realize that you're a projection that is being projected into this plane, in order for you to understand it or to experience it, only then will the Saturn Moon Matrix, like, really make any sense.
0: That's fascinating. Now, uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I and I know everybody should definitely check out Watchers Talk because you are constantly talking about this, among other things that uh, are important for people to understand I mean what, why we're here and who we actually are. Um, you know we, we, we've linked to that uh, which also will be in the show notes. You can check it out on YouTube and there there's a telegram chat room and uh, a projection of um, yeah, I mean this is this is some very, I'm thinking a lot about how I'm living in hell right now and it might actually be hell and I've never really I've never really thought about it that way tonight until tonight, my friend.
1: Brother, hell is what we make it to be and if we fall into order with the program, then it will be hell. Right? But we you know, if we stay sovereign and true to ourselves, then it won't be hell because sovereignty Humanity can't be taken, you know, and this is just how it is. We're human beings and we have a spirit. We have an essence. Consciousness is something that we connect to. And through that, we experience and we become aware of what's happening here. The spirit and the essence doesn't understand. It's just there, right? It's just there. Consciousness is what's decoding and understanding of what's happening here. and. We need to come to terms with that and become holy with it and understand that there you were before this, you will be after this, you will die, and you will die alone, you know, because you came into this world alone and you shall leave it alone. And it's all natural part of the process for you to understand. You know, my my philosophy, always being in life, Greg, is that as a, a sovereign conscious entity. Within the infinite stream of consciousness, I've chosen to be here in this time and space. I've chosen the people that I'm going to be born to. And I've chosen what I'm going to look like. I've chosen my moles. I've chosen my scars. I've chosen everything about myself. I've even chosen the points in life that I want to experience as highlights, A, B, C, D, E all those highlights of points. I've chosen all of that for myself. Now, I've used my parents as a vehicle to get into this realm, into this plane, because I need their genetic information, right? Because genetic information is very important. It It's a weapon, essentially, that you can use in order to have a good experience on this planet. Now, if we choose all aspects of our life to come into this world, wouldn't it make sense that we've chosen an exit as well, regardless of how that exit is? Because we want to experience that particular exit, the, what it's like to die that way. Hmm. It just can't happen free willy, right? It just can't happen free willy because there's no free Willie There's no free will. There's no such thing. You know, if you have highlights and points in your life, major points in your life that have happened to you and and have formed you and defined you into a person that you are today, characterized you into the person that you are today, whether those were good experiences or bad experiences, they still happened and those were going to happen. So there's no free will if that was going to happen that was already preordained and preset, then you don't have any free will because you're headed right towards it. You can say, oh, I choose left or choose right. Sure, you can choose either or, but the road leads to Rome. Oh. So all roads lead to Rome, so that point A is going to happen regardless. I'm thinking what about Rome, to? I'll tell
0: you that. Uh, but yeah, wait. Whether you
1: want it or not.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, man. I... Whew. This has been a this has been a doozy i mean there's a lot to sit on here one of the things that came up for me just then was you know they talk about how moment to moment in your life you can if you start bringing consciousness to your choices um sometimes you can have more range of choice for how you react to things i mean that's often what uh at least i i know you probably think this is bs but supposedly that's what therapy was supposed to help with right it's it's supposed to give a person more choice um but i like the idea of every moment when even when you're i mean i wonder how many people omar when they're doing something they don't genuinely enjoy doing
1: could say to
0: themselves I'm choosing to do this, and then they ignore that voice that feels bad. They ignore that thing inside of them that's not full of integrity and and they're going, you know, uh, I mean, how many times can you check in with yourself a day? I would challenge, uh, I'll challenge myself and, and the listener out there. And when you say, I'm choosing to do this, are you aligned with that choice? or is it just something you're actively ignoring and you're going on with it? I mean, I feel like it's a it's a call to live with a lot more intention than I think a lot of people do when you actively are <laughs> choosing every moment and deciding to pay attention to that.
1: I think if your choices are being made subconsciously and you're acting upon those choices, Then those choices are probably the real choices, the real things that you need to be doing rather than the conscious choice, because the conscious choice is biased, is egotistical and Mm. it's false and it's fake because it's been fed into your mind by the programmer. Now you're seeding your thought off of that, but subconscious is not subconscious is going off of what you need, why you're here and what your real operation is that's what it's working on so the conscious mind is sidetracked and it can't be trusted yeah so at and the therapy end therapy too therapy too you know i, I you know well i don't I, trust the i, I think I, there's an industrial complex you, there yeah i tell you Grace. i i got a big problem with therapy right? <laughs> let's hear uh, it let's hear all the takes You know, I've been to a lot of therapists, you know, like I've been, I've been to a shit ton of therapists and, you know, I've been in and out of the system, right? I was in the system when I turned about uh, 12 years old and I was in the system until I was 25 and I did a fair bit of time in prison and I did a fair bit of time, you know, locked up as a child and I was given a lot of therapy, tempted to give me a lot of drugs and everyone who i saw get therapy got fucked up even more Mm. i chose not to get take therapy i would fight it i was like lock me up i've been locked up for 23 and a half hour days for two and a half straight years because i refused to take drugs that they wanted me to have because they wanted to control me while i was in prison i refused i was like no so my consequence was I was going to sit there. Now, I was watching everybody else who's taken these drugs and taken therapy. They're just fucked right up. They're foobard. They're just foobard. They're they're fucked up beyond all repair. Mm. And I consider myself to be a pretty sane person because, you see, what therapy does, again, therapy injects ideas. Therapy injects thoughts. Therapy injects false reality and, and, and not genuine thought, not your own grassroots thoughts is coming from your own soul, from your own essence, from your own heart, is coming from someone else. They're suggesting it to you. They're telling you that you're crazy. Now, if you tell somebody that they're crazy long enough, then they're going to begin to believe it and they're going to begin to act it. Right? That's And that's what therapy is all about. They want to keep people crazy. and And that's why I don't agree with therapy. You want therapy? Go talk to your mom. You want therapy? Go talk to your dad. You want therapy? Go talk to your sister. Go talk to your brother. Go talk to your cousin. Go talk to your auntie, go talk to your grandparents, go talk to your uncle. Yeah, that's where that's where you're going to get therapy. That's where you're going to get heart. That's where you're going to get advice. That's where you're going to get, you know, love, because that's what therapy really needs to be. It needs to be love, not somebody dissecting your mind and telling you things that you need to be doing where, you know, your dad or your relative can do the very same for you, your best friend, you know, whatever you know, whatever, man, you know, that's the therapy that people need, you know, yes. so when it comes to commercial therapy, I'm just not down with it, because I've seen way too many people get destroyed by it, and uh, and I, I just don't stand for it, I feel that it's artificial, and it's part of the agenda, you know, part of the transhuman agenda, and it's not good.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I picture Satan, I've always thought of Dr. Phil, so.
1: Uh, Dr. Phil looks like, cue ball anyways looks like Satan's cue ball (laughs) is is part of that
0: part of that uh yes uh well look everybody we got this event coming up um which is one of many events Omar does but I just want to put this out there even if you're listening after the fact uh because we know it's Thanksgiving when this is getting recorded but uh the Marys of the Bible uh will be a panel discussion November 26 2023 at 7 p.m. Pacific. I mean, look at the—we got some good people on here. Uh, Phil Gruber, Kier Windrider, Steven and Evan Strong. Um, you know, I mean, you guys are always delving deep into the origins of our world, but this is just one—look, I mean, first of all, if you aren't able to make it live, this is the type of stuff that Omar puts up for free um on on his channel watchers talk which we'll link to um i mean what are you going to be talking about in that
1: this right here greg is a panel panel discussion uh it's one of my late ones uh doing this at uh, 7 p.m pacific standard time on november 26th because uh everyone is in asia uh stephen and evan they're in australia uh kira is in india and phil is in malaysia so I'm the only one that's on the West Coast Wi-Fi so hey, instead of me going. You're the go, early one. <laughs> that's right. So I have to sacrifice. So I'm going to have to do the late one. So it's set up for 7 p.m. Uh, we're probably going to go for about three, four hours. It's a panel. Uh, this time, you know, individually, you know, they're not making any presentations. This is oral lectures and uh, and just yes. a panel where everyone's going to have their chance. Uh, you know, three rounds. Usually what I do and uh, each person you know, takes their time in expressing themselves on, uh, you know, what they feel and what they know about the particular subject. And this one, we're going to be talking about the Marys from uh, the New Testament and the Old Testament and trying to decode, you know, on uh, on who Mary is. Uh, I read a wonderful book recently by our buddy Kira Windrider called Issa, uh, Son of Issa. And uh, in it, uh, he talks about uh, Jesus' journey to uh, India. And it was in India that uh, he had met a lady by the name of Miriam, and uh, the West knows her as Mary. And uh, Miriam was his uh, was his tutor, and uh, she was teaching him about uh, how to attain Kundalini energy. And he spent uh, I think it was like nine or ten months in this one particular temple, as Mary being his uh, his guru essentially. And then, uh, and then he left, and then it was a few years later that they met up again, and by that time, Mary had been elevated to, uh, to like a master class. And uh, around that time, she had said, uh, or Jesus said that he was going back to uh, Bethlehem, and uh, Mary said that she will see him later. So now that tells us is that uh, Mary uh, was from India. Uh, She wasn't uh, Jewish and she wasn't uh, Middle Eastern that, in fact, she came from India and uh, and met Jesus and hooked up with Jesus um, in in Jerusalem. And then all the uh, biblical stuff, uh, you know, went down after that. But when you look at a a lot of characters from from the Bible, um, you know, it has a lot of Vedic, uh, Vedic, uh, you know, Abraham and Sarah. Uh, you know and and you know Moses for instance is buried in India um Jesus's twin brother uh Thomas uh he's also buried in uh in India um there's and there's just a lot of, there's just such a huge connection with India when it comes to Jesus that it is uh it's incredible uh so uh, you know that's going to be Kira's take and uh and then um uh, Phil's going to be Discussing about uh, the magic of Mary, and uh, Stephen and Evan are going to be giving us like the Gnostic yeah. um, background of uh, of the Marys, and uh, and I'm just going to be a moderator because uh, I am a, a um, you know an amateur. I'm there to learn. So as questions pop up, I'll ask the questions, but really I wanna I wanna let those four minds just uh, explore one another because Bill Gruber had mentioned that he would love to do a panel with Stephen and Evan. And I was like, hey, wow, you know, why don't we bring Kieran, in, talk about Mary, because uh, yeah. Kieran knows a lot about that. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, so it's been a few weeks in the making, but it's happening on the 26th, free of charge. And uh, anyone is welcome. And uh, come in, you know, put your input in. Let us know what you think. Let us know what, uh, what Mary means to you. Uh, Mother Mary and also uh, Miriam. Miriam, Miriam. Yes. I, I just can't call her Magdalene anymore because, you know, Magdalena is a town, right? So uh, you know, essentially, it's Mary of Magdalena, like Leonardo of Da Vinci, right? So I can't say Mary Magdalene anymore because, uh, you know, all everything is pointing towards India of her being Miriam, right? So uh, yeah, yeah, come in, come and join us, and tell us what you think. <laughs> yes, yes, uh,
0: very cool. Watchers talk om paw um hey for those skeptics out there for those people that are going is is omar a product of saturn is his channel being broadcast on that planet right now um what do you have to say why are, why are you not the spawn of satan
1: is uh because i know who and what i am and uh, i know that i am a point of attention that is having this uh, earth experience and uh, i could care less about uh, the good and the evil i could care less in people's conflicts Uh, it is too uh, small for me i am i'm a divine being I'm much bigger than this particular matrix. I am an infinite being. I'm everything that there ever was, ever will be, ever has been. And these ridiculous divisions uh, just can't uh, penetrate my consciousness because um, I, I have absolute faith in it. And uh, yeah, so I can't be bought. I can't be sold. I can't. And there's, <laughs> there's nothing anybody can hold over me. Uh, There's nothing anyone can bribe me with. There's nothing anyone can blackmail me with. Um, I've put all my dirty laundry out on my channel. Everyone knows who and what I've done. Uh, My crimes weren't horrendous, but yeah, I hurt people. That's what I had to do when you live on the streets, when you live in prison. You have to hurt people, and that's what I did. Did I enjoy myself doing it? Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't, but it had to be done, And, and I did it, and I paid the price for it. And so, yeah, all my shit is out there. So that's how it is, Greg, is I have yes. nothing. I have nothing that, uh, you know, they have nothing that I want is essentially is, is what it comes down to. They have absolutely nothing I want, nothing that they have interests me uh, because I'm not here for that. Right. I'm, I'm here for Omar. Right. I'm, I'm here for Omar, for Omar to have these experiences that I've had up until this point. And whatever that's coming in the future, I welcome it. And that's what I'm here for. And if I see an injustice happening along the way, then I'll be outspoken about it. You always are.
0: (laughs) Facebook knows you are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not going to take sides. You know, I'm not going to take sides. Um, Like, for instance, uh, you know, this this thing that's going on with Palestine and Israel. Uh, I've been accused a couple of times now of being anti-Semitic and want to see... Israel removed off the face of the map. And my answer always is, it's like, no, I don't. I want to see a two-state solution. The Jews that are in Israel, they're Canaan's people, just like Palestinians are, and they both deserve to have a homeland. They both deserve to live in peace with one another, and that's it. I'm not hating on this, and I'm not hating on that. Yeah, they did this, they did this, now they're fighting. What can I do about it? you know I, I can just be an observer and uh and i can say hey look this this guy kicked him in the balls kicking guys in the balls it's not allowed right so you know you can't do that right and, <laughs> and really that's all i can do right so um you know if so the I,
0: israel-palestinian conflict was just a bunch of dudes kicking each other in the nuts i think the world might be a more happy place honestly
1: it might be but you know it's just <laughs> a, it's, there's a much deeper thing that's happening there greg Is uh you know, not even the Nakba of 1947, but if we just look at something recent that, uh, you know, Israel wants to build a canal, the uh, Ben or Ben-Gujuri, uh Canal, and uh, the exit is right where the Gaza Strip is. And then there's been plans in the works to uh, turn Gaza into one of the uh, nova cities. Uh, so there's a uh, you know there's and there's a lot of things that are working in the background and uh, you know I'm just not a proponent of seeing you know people being kicked out of their homes and losing their land just because a corporation some fascist corporate entity wants to come in and uh, and do business right that's not the way to do it you know, yeah that's just not the way to do it you have to do it the right way so you know I got problems with both sides I don't like the Hamas either I think they're a bunch of cowards they're terrorists. And, uh, and I don't like the IOF either because I think they're the same thing. They're a bunch of cowards and they're terrorists. They can't confront each other face to face. One hides in the tunnels and the other one hides in airplanes and tanks. And uh, people in the middle are paying the price. Children are paying the price. Women are paying the price. Elderly are paying the price. So, you know, what's to glorify there? You know, absolutely nothing. So all I can do is stand up for the people that are being killed and injured and maimed and hurt and say, hey, this has to stop. This This has to stop. But no one listens because there's a bigger agenda at play here. And we are minor, minor voices in the overall scheme of things. We're but an actor on stage, Greg, your occupation. We're but an actor on stage playing out our role. And then once our role is done, then the point of attention will be lifted from us. And we will return to being energy. We'll return to consciousness. And we'll just bypass the whole nonsense of heaven and hell. And just go back to being God and <laughs> take a vacation. Wow!
0: Maybe. Go back <laughs> to being God. Om yeah, pa. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been another riveting, different, and and uh, energetically fueled conversation. I I love that you you opened loops, you bent minds. Uh, this has been great. Everybody, check out Watcher's Talk. Omar Paw. Thank you again. This is awesome.
1: Thanks for having me, Greg.
0: Omar Paw. What a guy. Thank you so much for coming on, my friend. My masculinity and manhood is always in question. And you just opened up the wound. But it's okay. Because this was about the moon matrix. We took the red pill. We took the blue pill. And if I really need to turn up my masculinity, I have all those really cool colored pills at the bodega down the street. I want to thank Rodney McGilbury for the theme music. I want to thank Zero Boy for the pre theme music. If you like this podcast... Go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash openloops. Let's hear it. I love you all. Take care.